Passport to Citizenship, a Range Developments podcast. Welcome to this exciting podcast series which will explore the concept of citizenship by investment and what it actually is and enables. We will be interviewing the leading names in the world of citizenship by investment, luxury travel, real estate and politics and hearing about their story and journey in life as well as their views on citizenship by investment. But who are we? Range Developments is the largest and most successful hospitality developer in the Eastern Caribbean engaged in the citizenship by investment sphere. Our objective is to provide investors with access to exceptional real estate developments under citizenship by investment programs of the countries that we operate in. Enjoy and remember to rate, review and subscribe. Hi everybody and thank you for tuning in again this week. I'm hugely excited to bring yet another fabulous guest to the podcast series, yet another one that is in a fantastic location in the world, uh, somewhat jealous. Um, And this week we have Ambassador Emmanuel Nampton, who is in Dominica. How are you, Emmanuel? Hi, good evening to you. I'm fine, thank you. And uh, in Dominica, we're, we're all fine over here. Good. And I always ask this question because I'm British. How, dare I ask it, is the weather? I'm sure it's lovely. It's absolutely lovely. I think it's around 26, 27 uh, Celsius. Uh, bright sky, uh, clear skies. It's a lovely afternoon, lovely day, really. Good. I'm glad to hear it, but definitely jealous. Look, I want to know a bit more about you. Um, tell me a little bit about what you do in Dominica and, and your background uh, prior to, to being head of Dominica Citizenship by Investment Unit. Where, where did you come from? Yeah, interesting. I, somewhere, I have been working with the government of Dominica for a number of years. I think I started off uh, in 88, thereabout. I started as a, a school teacher. Working in public service for a number of years, and then in 2000, I got a call. There was a new government, a new prime minister, and I was told that the prime minister wanted somebody who was efficient uh, to work in his office to handle the paperwork. And I was appointed as a special assistant to the prime minister then. Uh, so from then, I have been working with the various prime ministers. Uh, so I served uh, through the last three prime ministers in Dominica, so I've been doing that for 20 years now. Uh, somewhere along the line, in 2015, the Prime Minister then told me that he was looking for someone to uh, organize and man the Citizenship by Investment Unit. Although the program uh, existed before, from 1993, it operated out of the Ministry of Finance. But he was looking for someone to head a, a unit uh, of citizenship in Dominica, and he could not find anyone, so he asked me to hold on. And I have been holding on uh, for the last five years. I love the fact that you went from being a school teacher. I mean, you, you, I'm not sure whether, were you, were you quite a strict school teacher for, for the Prime Minister <laughs> to then recruit you? <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I started off with, 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 uh, with in, in teaching at high school, uh, love sports, love young people, work with them well. But then I moved on to other, other ministries in the government. So by the time I was called in 2000, I was in the uh, Ministry of Community Development at the time. Uh, doing something completely different. Between then and then uh, and and eighty eight, I got off to the UK. Uh, studied at Loughborough, East Midlands out there, uh, and came back to Dominica in ninety three. And uh, I was working there, and so I got called that call in early two thousand. Mm-hmm. And I have been with the various prime ministers uh, ever since. 
Well, you're clearly a very eminent man, and I love the fact that you you spent a number of years in the UK. Do, do you miss it at all? Uh, I love playing cricket there during the summer. I think I think those were uh, my best time uh, in the UK. So yeah, I, I love playing cricket out out uh, in the East Midlands, Gatland Colliery, players' filters, and some other clubs I played for, and of course Loughborough. I played for Loughborough as well. So uh, wow. really, really a good time for me uh, playing cricket out there. Brilliant. Well, you wouldn't like it here at the moment. It's very rainy, you know, the typical UK weather. It's beautiful in the summer and then it's sort of not not so not so nice. But I, I had no idea that you play cricket. Fabulous. It's always always good to uh, speak to someone, a fellow kind of uh, Brit Brit who's then kind of gone, well, actually, I've had enough of Britain. I'll go, go to warmer climates. Yeah. It's, it's always lovely. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I did mention uh, all along within all those times, I was always tied in with cricket one way or another. And I served as president for Dominica Cricket for a long time, and we know Islands Cricket. I served on Western Cricket Board. I was the vice president of, the, of that board for, for, for six years, up, up to last year. I am now out of uh, administration, but I also served, uh, I was advisor to cricket in the USA, uh, served as alternate director to the International Cricket Council. Cricket is something that I do, that, that I love, and I've been very close to all, all my life, really, so. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. No, not so long ago, I used to live in St. John's Wood and I used to spend a lot of time at Lords. Uh, um, actually, mostly at the 2020 cricket matches, but just such great fun. It's just such a nice atmosphere, isn't it? Cricket matches. It's, it's so different to any other sport. It's it's really, really enjoyable. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ah, well, look, let's um, move on from, from cricket. And, and yeah, t- tell me, in your role as head of Dominica Citizenship by Investment Unit, which you mentioned, what does a typical day look like for you? And what is it that you really enjoy about the role? A typical day for me at the unit uh, would be coming into my office. Most of my secretary would have ensured that the candles that I like would uh, have been lit. Uh, I brew a fresh cup of coffee. And then I start. I start to respond to my email. I read my emails. I respond to them. There are normally quite a few from agents, uh, from applicants, uh, all over the place. So I go through doing that. Then uh, my staff would come in one after another. They have different times that they come in to present cases to me that they have gone through in community stage, and would want to ask questions or get suggestions or recommendations. We would do that, and uh, for most of the day. Uh, often enough, we, you have agents or the staff who want to come into me to uh, make queries or ask questions, ask for recommendations, and we go through uh, doing that with them. We have, I have various committees that I serve on related to citizenship by investment, the technical committee looking at projects uh, for investments. I would go through those meetings, work through the different committees as time go along, and uh, that we will do until we go on in the afternoon. Most times we go through approving files in the afternoon. That we went through for the day. I signed up those to send to the Prime Minister for his approval. And then I take a, a long drive home. And that, that would be it for me at the office. Busy day indeed. And I'm guessing, Emmanuel, that, that speed turnaround time for the applications is is really key, is it, at the moment for you? Yes. Uh, for, for me, uh, the turnaround time is key. I, I would assign different staff to different cases as they come along. That's why they report to me where they are, uh, how many cases they had, or how they have gone through them, or the delays on those files, the time that they have been with them, and the number of files that came in for the day, the number of files that came in for the month, for the week, the parts of the region of the world that they come from, the agents who supply us with uh, the different files. I would go through uh, all those things, see where they are. Sometimes I want to know from, from an, an agent 
uh, there are concerns we have on a particular client, I would be calling agents as well to find out what is the position with this file. Um, we can't verify X, Y, or, or Z. Can you please send us information so, so we can go back to, to, to DD to ensure that we know who we are talking to. So mm -hmm. I'm very much in contact with the agents uh, on a daily basis, particularly if there are files uh, that, that uh, we can't verify too well. Instead mm -hmm. of, of turning down a file, I would want to give the agents an opportunity to, to clarify areas where we have concerns. And uh, those files would obviously take longer than the usual file, but, it, but uh, we want to give the agents a clear and good enough opportunity to defend their, their, their clients to the best of their ability before we turn them down. Yeah, which makes total sense. I mean, well, where in the world, sort of by split, I guess, are you receiving applications from sort of starting with the top top tier well, uh, I think our, our major area is from the Middle East and, and China, Southeast Asia. So uh, these are the two uh, hotspots for us. We, we are looking at, at those and trying to service them uh, quite nicely. There are interesting beds developing uh, in Africa. Uh, some of them uh, in, in Europe. We have some interest coming out of Europe and, and North America as well. So so we have those that's developing. But I would say the bedrock would be from, from the Middle East and Southeast Asia. Yeah, no. And then do you think sort of COVID and the pandemic has played a part in how people are looking at citizenship by investment? Do you think it's sort of rising in popularity around the world because people are seeing, well, look, you know, all the travel restrictions, we want sort of a longer term solution. Do you think there has been uh, sort of an impact or a link to CBI because of the pandemic? I think it's something that, that we're still looking at. I, I think the jury is still out uh, on that. Mm. As you would know, well, during COVID, uh, we had a number, during the initial months of COVID, we had a, we had a, a great dip uh, in the number of applications because one, uh, people could not go out uh, as they could or as they would like to. So they had delays in providing the applications. They had delays in getting due diligence done. Uh, we have, I think we have been uh, over that now and the numbers are back, back to, or getting back closely to where they were. But I will say that uh, we have we are seeing new files coming from new areas of the world. So so it is likely that as things pick things pick up, we will have have uh, more files than usual. But uh, for now, for now, uh, the numbers are, are picking back up, and the industry seems alive and well. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Tell me about Dominica's CBI offering and what uh, the program has done for the actual island of Dominica over the years that it has been in place, whether it be from obviously an economic or social or development standpoint, what, what has been the change since the programme has come into, into force? Dominica started our CBI uh, programming in March of 1993. So we are 28 years uh, and growing. I believe over the years, the programme uh, has done a lot for Dominica. We have seen uh, the development of uh, a number of five-star hotels, starting with Kempinski, that's now open. The others are still uh, under construction. So uh, uh, I believe that the Caribbean, uh, by and large, is a part of the largest market for 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 tourism in the world. And Dominica, I believe, is among the best countries or, or the best areas where you have the development of five-star hotels. And that is all due to, to uh, the Citizenship by Investment Program. So by and large, uh, the program assisted us uh, in doing that. Uh, we have also done a tremendous work in terms of our infrastructure development. Uh, along Dominica, we have we, we had uh, the misfortune of having a number of, of natural disasters. We were able to build uh, new roads, build new schools, 
uh, and we build our infrastructure with funds coming from citizenship by investment. We are uh, able to build a number of new, new homes for citizens all around Dominica. And those are climate, climate resilient homes. So that is uh, going on very well for us. We're currently constructing 12 health centers, new health centers around Dominica to assist with our, our the standard of, of health and the implementation of, of, of a solid health plan for Dominica. And those funds are coming from citizenship by investment as well. Also, over the years, we have been able to uh, create a Yes We Care program where we take care of the elderly in Dominica, those who are most vulnerable among us as, as a people. And uh, we send people to the homes to prepare the homes, cook food for them, clean the homes, clean them uh, on a daily basis. And I believe uh, that is a very good thing because really and truly, uh, how we, we treat our people determines who we are as a country, as a nation. And the funds from CBI has assisted us in doing that. We also... Uh, uh, took in a very new, uh, nice program, I think, which 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 I like. That's the National Employment Program. We call it the NEP. And in that program, we we allow young people who are just from school, who are unemployed, to get work experience in different uh, private sector or government firms and being paid for as an as an intern for for uh, six months or a year or two until they're able to graduate into full employment somewhere else. So those are some of the things that we have done with the funds or revenues from the program. And I believe uh, those have caused tremendous improvement in the standards of living of Dominica and Dominicans, uh, really. It's incredible to hear. I think I think people look just at, you know, the resort aspect and the tourism link and what they forget or, or perhaps they don't realise is the, the knock-on effect that, that that wave of investment has. And obviously that's, you know, down to you guys at a government level deciding, right, we're going to look at the health aspect, we're going to look at our elderly population. Um, and, you know, even down to, I think people always forget about the next generation. They just assume they're going to be okay because they're young. But actually what you guys are doing is giving them as many opportunities as possible. And, and the, the link up with the programme with businesses, I mean, gosh, I think there's a number of young people, certainly in the UK, all around the world that could do with programmes like that. And they just, particularly post COVID, when the opportunities are going to be impacted, I think it's fabulous what you're doing. And I think, you know, testament to to the CBI programme. Looking at a bit of stargazing now, you know, what do you think the future of CBI will look like, whether that be just for Dominica or CBI as a whole globally? Do you, do you see it increasing in terms of demand? Do you see, you know, how people look at it as whether it's a luxury or moving, you know, from a luxury to an essential? What's your sort of future thoughts on CBI? I, I have seen the industry uh, grow quite nicely over the last five years since I've been directly involved in uh, the industry. And uh, uh, I, I foresee the continued growth of, of the industry. Uh, so, I, yes, I, I see more and more people getting involved. I see more and more uh, countries getting involved. I see the programs growing from strength to strength. Uh, that is, once we who are in the industry uh, take responsibility for the industry, sometimes uh, there are negative stories in the industry, and usually they come from the, within the industry itself. People who earn their income, earn their revenue, attack others in the same industry and not realizing that they're not just hurting uh, the, the other person, but they're also hurting themselves as they hurt the entire industry. So the threat for the industry really and truly, I think, is comes from within the industry. Too many times, way too many times, uh, people who are involved in the industry attack each other in the industry and spread sometimes things that are actually are false and untrue about others. I believe uh, if the COVID situation has taught us anything, it is how do we look in the mirror 
and see what is it that we could do to make the industry a better, a better industry. What can I do as an individual to improve the industry? And if we take it from that point of view, from that perspective, I believe uh, the future of the industry will be solid, uh, will grow from strength to strength, and we will do well. Uh, we in Dominica, we as a global industry, uh, we will do well. In conclusion, I think that the industry, I see the industry as continuing to grow from strength to strength with responsible partners, responsible caretakers, uh, where one takes care of the other and, and we grow from strength to strength, not just in Dominica, but globally. I believe uh, that we have something uh, that is legitimate, that, that we are proud to offer. And uh, we look at more and more people participating in that and we will, we will be okay, but we have to take care of, of each other. I agree. And it's, it's such a shame, isn't it, within industries when I guess it's probably centred around the thing that people um, don't like but need, and that's competition. And that unfortunately breeds behaviours that perhaps are, are less than favourable. And it's it's not this sort of, look, we're all doing the same thing, let's make it better. Some people want to be winners or they want to be the best. And of course, you know, competition is healthy, in my opinion. You need competition in order to thrive, survive, to then build the, the, the industry up. And I guess that's um, conveniently a really nice segue into my next question, which is uh, regarding range developments. And obviously, this is our podcast. What What is it, in your opinion, that range developments, uh, given your comment about you know how uh, the industry perhaps has some more negative undertones, range developments, in, obviously, in my biased view, is, is quite the opposite to that. But what is your view on what they have done in the world of CBI? I think uh, range developments are recognised all over as uh, among the senior members of the industry, as leaders in the industry. They have been able to uh, bring in people to create developments uh, that people could see, touch, and that they implement well. Uh, we, we have seen their work in St. Kitts. We saw their work in Dominica. Uh, they're starting now uh, in Grenada, and they will continue with more projects in Dominica. But really and truly, by and large, uh, range are senior partners of the industry. Uh, they know the industry uh, inside out. They have some uh, very solid experience. Uh, they have brought in into the industry a number of well-known partners, well-known players, well-known investors. Um, I believe what they have done uh, for us here in Dominica is tremendous. We are very pleased and satisfied with what they have done. Uh, the hotel that they have done here, Kempinski, is an absolutely gem. I mean, I travel all, all over the world. When I come back to Dominica and when I go back, when I go to Kempinski, I am, uh, I, uh, I am in awe of the beauty that they have created in, in my own hometown. But uh, I'm not just saying that because it is here, but really and truly they have done a masterpiece and they have demonstrated the ability to uh, design and to implement and to do so within time as well. Uh, to the qualities that, 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 they have, that they demonstrated in, in, in paper, they have put it out uh, uh, in real life. I visited the other developments as well and I'm very pleased with what they have done. So uh, I must say, I take my hats off to uh, arrange development for a job well done. They're, they're excellent, excellent, very good. Well, that's wonderful to hear. And I absolutely concur about the Kempinski. I unfortunately haven't visited yet, but it just looks fabulous. And what I'd really like as well about range developments is you know the job creation the links to the community it's not just let's just you know develop a resort and off we go thanks very much it's continued and um and i'm you know 
I'm absolutely with you on that. It's a beautiful, beautiful resort and, and you're very, very lucky indeed. So I'm somewhat envious. The backwater for linkages uh, that they have created uh, in Dominica, I, I would say is also very, very tremendous. I mean, I meet a number of small business people all the time who are saying how they're selling to Kempinski or they're growing for, they're growing and producing for Kempinski, that kind of thing, whether it's shrimps, whether it's vegetables, whether uh, uh, it's food, whether it's flowers, you know, uh, the back forward linkages that they have created are really, really tremendous. So the uh, so small businessman is making money, the farmers making money, the horticulturalists uh, and so on. And so many people are benefiting, not just the people who are employed in the hotel directly, but those the, who supply and provide the hotel with the, so many goods that they require and services. So uh, they have done a tremendous job here in Dominica. And we all in Dominica are very proud of them and what they have done. Oh, that's fab, fab to hear. And, and absolutely with small businesses, you know, you guys going back to your program, your NEP program, you know, you can nurture that young talent. You can, uh, you know, make sure they have access to local businesses to, to gain that experience. But of course, when the time comes for them to set up their own businesses, if that's what they, they opt to do, actually, there then has to be that demand. And it's fabulous that then Kapinski is then creating that demand and making sure that actually it's supporting local small businesses, because that's how the island will thrive and how your young people will have careers, not just jobs that, you know, they sort of hop around in. They they will own, hopefully, companies, if that's their their chosen route, that will flourish. And they will learn, obviously, the the, the art and skill of running a business. So I'm delighted to hear that. Um, it's always always really good to, to hear it firsthand uh, from somebody who's obviously there seeing it happen in real time. But... Final question for you, Emmanuel, and um, it's the it's the million dollar question um, that we all probably consider in our personal lives uh, when we sit back on a Sunday afternoon. But what is there anything that uh, you wish you had have known ten years ago that you now know? Yeah, ten years ago, I wish uh, I knew as much of the industry as I know now. I wish I knew of the demand, the demand, and how well we could have assisted more and more people. Uh, to move around the world easily. I mean, there are so many people around the world who, who uh, are limited in movements, not just because uh, of, of of how they are, their education, their resources, their financial background, but based on, on where they are from, or where they were born, you know, their family background. Uh, there are so many people who are less fortunate than us uh, in terms of, of the movements around the world. And I believe that in Dominica, our program, we have added to humanity. Uh, we have the benefits of, of, of uh, developing our country with resources invested by those investors, but we're also offering a vital, important service to people who are really deserving uh, of that kind of service. And uh, I wish I knew 10 years ago of the, uh, the great demand. Uh, and even some of, the, of these investors themselves had no idea what they're now learning now more and more, and they're expanding had I known that 10 years ago, I believe we would have assisted so many more people around the world. And in the meantime, we'd have developed so many more areas, uh, communities, uh, more infrastructure development in Dominica. I believe uh, the world would have been a much better place now uh, had I known all this information 10 years ago. Well, hindsight is a wonderful thing, isn't it? And and you're here now. And obviously, it's it's all about that looking forward projection now i mean i guess the key question emmanuel is are you better at playing cricket now than you were 10 years ago i mean that's the key question here 
No, uh, I think the bones now are, are, are cracking a, a little bit too much. You know, I still hit one or two good balls. I dropped a few with my off spins, and uh, they still, they, I, I, I still can drop them in, in good spots. But ten years ago, I, I think the reflex was much better, and I've been still been opening the batting. But of course, now uh, I'll bat somewhere seven, seven, uh, eight, nine, or ten. I wouldn't take a long way level spot, but eight, nine, ten. <laughs> I bet you're still a very good cricketer. You're just being rather modest. So uh, you, yeah, yeah. you'd absolutely win against me any day. I mean, that, that's probably not saying much, but I bet you're brilliant. But, and uh, yeah, I, I can imagine it's a pleasure to watch I'm sure, you play. I'm sure I would, I would prefer you if, uh, if you win. So that's okay. <laughs> A gentleman, absolute gentleman. Well, look, on that lovely note, it has been wonderful interviewing you, Emmanuel, and thank you so much for your time. It's been great uh, understanding the back history to, to you and what you're doing as head of Dominica Citizenship by Investment Unit. And it certainly sounds like you're immensely proud to live uh, obviously on the island, but then lead a really key uh, unit that is obviously uh, you know encouraging and driving uh, more tourism and growth on the island of Dominica. So thank you so much for your time, Emmanuel. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on your programme. It was a pleasure uh, speaking with you. I hope uh, our sharing w w was helpful and uh, we wish you well as we grow together in one industry. Thank you and have a good night. You too. And thank you, everybody, for listening, tuning in. Please remember, as always, to rate, review and subscribe. And we will catch you very soon on our next episode. Thank you. Thank you.